show your senses tight. Horses kinda snuffy, cold chill up your spine. They'll get your ass when the sun will burn on daylight. Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley, and we're burning daylight. Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. Bull session is in full effect today. We got uh, Tuffy Gamble, uh, host of You Can't See Him From The Road, and I was telling him right before we we came on air, I'm going to have to re-record my intro it's not a big deal, but I'm not—I'm no longer the only podcast for the Working Cowboy. I'm—I'm I'm one of two podcasts for the Working Cowboy. The other one being you can't see him from the road. So, Tuffy, how the hell are you, man? I'm pretty good, Matt. How are you? You know, I—I I really can't complain. Um, I look like I've—I've uh, I've weathered a big storm, but really, I just got kicked in the face by a fucking Holstein. And uh, you know what? Shit happens. I. Like I said in my post, uh, complacency uh, will get you kicked in the face by a Holstein. So check that rope before you uh, you head down to that to that calf. Yeah, that's always a, a good practice to keep. You know, I uh, I ran my uh, and so I'm I'm running like a, a 40 foot uh, nylon. It's pretty pretty new rope. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna use all the excuses I can every single excuse i can because i i'm not i'm not all that handy so i gotta get i gotta get a leg up wherever but i'm i'm running like a, a 40 foot rope uh i get i get this one just it was, it was a it was a really easy deal i just had to check uh i had to write down the the bangs tag number on, on a couple of heifers and so i walked in they're all waiting on the feed truck you know pushed up against the fence so walk in backhand loop no problem get dallied up short um layer down slip a leg when i when i went to to layer down so she she only had one leg caught and uh still not a big deal uh go go to try to wrap that other leg up and uh yeah i, I should have half hitched when i didn't because it was a newer rope and it was nylon you know how that shit goes Polly Polly would have Polly would have sat in there just just nice, but a but a nylon. Yeah, she she kicked twice. The first one kicked loose, and the second one caught me right in the face. I will say though, I may not ever knock anybody out, but you'll have a hard time knocking me out. I got a pretty good chin on me. That one I didn't I didn't even see stars on that one. This is about a six hundred pound heifer, and she caught me she caught me pretty fucking good. I'll say that like my 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 whole side of my face has been swelled up for two days but nothing broke and i and i i didn't lose her so i think isn't that what you're supposed to do cowboy shit yeah and anything (laughs) that can go wrong will go wrong right and and if you don't check everything twice even something as gay and stupid as a holstein heifer will still get the best of you oh even a three-day-old calf will get the best of you oh man i've I've seen, uh, you know, like an, a 9,500-pound calf whip the shit out of many a 300-pound dudes. Oh, yeah, it'll happen, and it happens real quick. 
Yeah. You just well, hope uh, it happens when something like that happens, you just hope it's with a little calf or, you know, with something smaller, not something real big on the end of the rope. Right. That's exactly right. I kept telling uh, those guys at the ranch rodeo this weekend, uh, like it was, it was a scramble for man. You know, they just turned four steers out and you had to, uh, essentially it was mug doctor load and pin, but instead of the doctor, they, they called it Brandon. So it, it was still a, it was still a rope and steer, um, and you, you hadn't healed him, but you had to, you had to go get the iron and, and, and stick it on his side or what, or on his hip. But, uh, but essentially I, I, I kept telling him every time I was like, man, I would, I would either load or pin that big steer. Like it seemed like every time there was about two middle sized steers, a, a little bitty steer and, and a big one. I'm like, I, I would pin that, that big dude and I would mug that little guy. That that's, if, if that's that's my strategy and I, I would stick to that every time and it's usually a pretty good strategy oh it is it is and it's just do what do the easiest do what is easy mm. don't make more work for yourself because more right. work for yourself just it's just a bad deal all around yeah well and if you got really shitty work like hopefully you've got a couple people that work underneath you and you can you can send them to go do that yeah, well, the problem with where I'm at, there's only two of us that ride on a regular basis, so it's generally the two of us in the mix together when something goes wrong. I know it's that's the same way it is with me. Um, anyhow, um, so like I said, Tuffy Gamble, your your uh, host. How many? You just got the one episode out. You got any in the bank, or you just working on it? Uh, I got a few lined up to come out here in the next like week or two coming up nice so we got the first one out and it's just it's just trying right now it's just trying to find time and get kind of linked up with everybody because it's getting on to that busy time of year when mm. all the cowboys are busy fall works are coming up real quick real quick yeah. um so anyway it's called uh you can't see them from the road and uh yes, sir. I I like that. I like that a lot. And uh what 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 are you um I know you're you're real new to this and 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 if you're like any other cowboy you kind of you thought it was a good idea and you, you went into it and you're going to figure it out as you go and that's that's kind of how I went and I'm still on that way but uh uh just uh I guess more than anything, maybe to give you a heads up. What 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 do you think uh, you got coming from from uh, you know say say a couple months down the line, a year down the line? Where where, where do you where do you see this uh, this deal going? Well, I I'd really like to see it take off, and then not just for the podcast, but I want to be I want to have it turn into something where if a working guy gets hurt or you know if he gets in a bad wreck. And, you know, there's there's a group of people out there that'll help them, you know. Maybe we could do some fundraising and help somebody out of a jam because I dang sure know how it is to get banged up and not be able to work and be laying on the couch and going, well, shit, how, how am I going to pay these bills? And maybe just through a podcast, you know, and because there's so many good people out here and it's just another way to reach them. Maybe we could do a little bit of fundraising or a fundraiser, get some gear guys to donate something and have a little auction or something like that just to yes, help sir. the working guy out yes sir i uh 
I, I like where your head's at, man. Because I, I, I think that the same way. Like more than anything, I, I just want. I guess on a selfish reason, like I, I'm, a, I'm a long ways from home out here where I'm at. Like I, I love, I love my wife, I love her family, and I love where I'm at now. But I'm still, I'm still about fifteen hundred miles away from home. And uh, and you know I got a real close knit family, and I had a I had, I had a lot of like I had a good ranch rodeo team, you know wh- where I where I was before, and I don't I don't really have that anymore. And then I, I don't I don't have a lot of my close family, but I I know like if if I walk into a bar or whatever, I go to a to a fundraiser dinner, some you know some kind of community get together. Um. It doesn't matter the shape of the hat. I just look for a hat and be like, I, I can probably go. I maybe not make friends with that guy, but I can at least I can tolerate an evening because, uh, and especially if I if it looks like an actual working hat, you know, like like a guy that that actually knows like he sits a horseback and, and not it doesn't look like a boot barn hat. You know what I mean? And nothing oh, against nothing against boot barn hats. I've had plenty of them. I I I. Uh, I've got an Ariat uh, straw hat right now that I'm beating to shit because uh, I, I've paid plenty of plenty of dollars for it. But you know, it's not it's not a it's not a good working hat or you know a good cowboy hat. But it's it's cowboy enough because you know you know how that goes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go, just, go, go ahead. Sorry. Just to you know get the working guy's name out there more. I think that's really important, you know, cause lots of people don't know, you know, what we do. They see it on the TV or, um, from what Hollywood or whoever portrays us to be. And that's not an accurate rep- representation of what we are and what we do. No, I, I think you're a hundred percent right. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll I'll put put this out there, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but uh, like, cause I I've had this same same idea of like, you know, just t- taking care of, you know, just the community taking care of itself, and and uh, and you know, charity is a good way to you know to to spend some money and and you know, write it off your taxes, whatever, and and so like I've got this idea. I don't I don't have it set up yet, but it's it's going to be called uh, the Broke Richards cowboy endowment fund so the broke dick cowboy fund and uh or i guess it'd be poor richard's uh cowboy endowment fund but it'd be you know the broke dick cowboy fund is is is, is the the shorthand version and I, and i i i would like to do something like that for for say like uh say there's somebody out of like chicago that that's that that listens to one of our podcasts you know and he's 16 years old and he's like, fuck, man, I, I want to go out there. And you're like, all right, well, let, sh- prove it that you want it. And uh, if if you want it that bad, we've got a, we've got a scholarship check for you that'll buy you a saddle and, and a hat and a pair of boots and whatever and, and get you, a, you know, get you a peon job at one of these ranches or something like that, you know. And then say something. Yeah, and somebody breaks their hip, you know, like not only do – Let's say we we just we could pick a, a place, you know, who what's what's the closest to where this this fella broke his hip. You know, let's put on a rope in there and uh and the broke dick cowboy cowboy fans got uh you know twenty five hundred bucks to put in the pot. That all goes 
all all goes to setting it up and uh, let's let's put on a rope and then raise some money for this fella, you know. Oh, exactly. And uh, there, I think there's enough of that that's out there, you know. You look at any athletes or you know, they all have funding when they get hurt or they have something to support themselves and we get hurt, you know, we got to figure out something to do or hopefully have enough money saved up or hopefully the place you're working will take care of you till you're able to go back to work. Right. And then say, let's say, uh, you, you don't even hurt yourself, but like you just go out like, like a normal day and shit happens. You know, you got a cow that wants to brush up or whatever, and you got to go rope that bitch. And all of a sudden that saddle just gives too. And, uh, well, fuck you're working on cowboy wages and, uh, you're just like, shit, I better get on Facebook and see what out, what's out there for Corey Annie's, you know? And, yeah. uh, well, maybe, maybe that guy can, can write a good poem or something and, uh, tell us why he needs a new saddle and we could, we could put, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred bucks towards, towards a new saddle just because he, he proved that he needed it, you know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. And what really got me thinking about this idea is it happened a couple of years ago. There was a family out here where I'm at, not in the close area, but everybody kind of knew who they were. And um, her husband come off his horse real bad and ended up breaking his neck and having brain damage. And mm-hmm. now in a wheelchair and just to kind of keep everything going because he was a working cowboy. She was at home taking care of the kids. And, you know, she started selling off his saddles and his broke horses and his good dogs, you know, just to pay bills, just to keep food on the table and everything. And I thought, you know, if there was just something we could do to help them out, you know, it might not be a lot, but it's the thought that somebody, hey, you're not alone, you know? Yeah. If you need help, like call or send an email or whatever, and we'll do what we can to help you through that. No, I I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Well, and then then also like you, well, I I guess where were you from originally? I, you're you're Canadian. I it sounds sure sounds like. Yes, sir. I'm I'm originally from Alberta. Okay. And right now I reside on a community pasture in Manitoba. Is uh, Corblund your best friend? Because he's he's my best friend. <laughs> I don't know the man myself. Oh well, damn it! I, I guess maybe I'm more Canadian than you are because I, I I've had Corblund on my podcast. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you, but uh, no. Uh, so so you're from from Alberta, and have you have you been up in 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 Canada pretty much the whole time, or have you strayed down this way? I uh, born and raised in Canada. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, I, I know like, cause I, I've, I've had, uh, I've had a few Canadians on here and, uh, like it, it's, it's completely different. You know, like uh, we, we all do the same shit and, and, you know, I think a lot of our, I mean, when you, when it gets, comes down to just cowboy and, you know, there's not much difference, but like just, it, it's weird. What a difference that, that, that line makes uh, between between the U.S. and Canada, you know, like it's just a different different culture. Yeah, you know, same exact fucking people, but a different culture. Oh, a hundred percent, and you know, a pretty drastic change. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, so so 
so you you grew up in Alberta. Uh, did you go grow up on a ranch or around like a, in a in a, a rural community? Because I know I know Canada is kind of like uh, kind of like the U.S. where you know pretty pretty heavily populated right on the coast and then like in the middle not not so much yeah i grew up in pretty much the middle of nowhere um my dad he ran some cows he had about 100 cows growing up and he ran a community pasture and you know just doing what i'm doing now is all i know uh so community pasture is that that that's like uh open range stuff uh, no. Um, I mean, you have to fill out a application to bring cows to us and we take, you know, on my pasture that I'm riding on, you know, we got 37 different people that bring us cows for the summer and we just oh, take okay. through the summer. So we're just a grazing lease. Okay. So, so where, where do these cows come from? Like they come from all over Canada or are they kind of more like right there, kind of close to where you're at? Uh, they're just close. Like we, we cater to just the locals pretty much. And okay. there's, there's so many community pastures scattered from Manitoba, Saskatchewan and Alberta. And it was just a program. I don't even know when it was, when it was brought in, but it was just to help, you know, guys that didn't have enough grass and still wanted to build their herds. You know, they could keep their cows and bring them to us for the summer and we'd take care of them. And then all they had to have to do is feed them. Okay. Okay. Huh? So, and we see all sorts of different cows. I mean, we see, we see your barnyard cows and, you know, we've had dairy cows, Holsteins out here on the pasture, you know, we get all kinds. Okay. Uh, you probably don't get too many, uh, like Brahma influence up there. I wouldn't imagine. No, um, they they don't like our winners. <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet not. Uh and you're in you're in Manitoba right now. Yes, sir. Okay, and so that that would be like uh, what what U.S. state are you above? Um, we're right above. Uh, well, it would be the Dakotas. We're right above. Okay. So Alberta's above Alberta and Saskatchewan's above uh Montana and the Dakotas. Uh BC would be above like Idaho and Washington. Yes, and then sir. and then Manitoba would be like uh like the middle of the Dakotas and east probably to what like Minnesota somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh do you got is it mountainous around there or is it is it mostly grass just like kind of plains? Yeah, we're just in the prairie, so it's just plains. You know, we got lots of bush and swamp. Okay, so you're like um, Nebraska, but way colder. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Tall grass where you're at? Oh, man, I haven't seen grass like we have this year. Like, it's unbelievable. I've never seen grass like this before in my life. Huh. Uh, What's the wildlife like up there? Uh, we got a lot, we got a lot of deer up here and bears and, um, that, that's about it. Huh. Wildlife around in Manitoba is not real safe. Okay. Um, you know, we, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of hunters around here, a lot of reserves. I mean, okay. there's really no good way to say it. Like if it's. You know, they used to have uh, a hunting season for moose up 
here in Manitoba, but they've just got completely wiped out by, you know, guys going out and poaching and night lighting. So that's a big problem we have to deal with out here. Mm. All right. That makes sense. Um, hmm. So, um, I, I, I would guess, uh, where you're at, like fairly seasonal, uh, as far as when you got cattle. Yeah. So we take cattle, um, right around mid May, right around the 25th, we'll start taking cattle in and then we'll run them till the end of October and come November 1st, all the cows have to be gone home, shipped out. And, you know, we might spend first two weeks of November just hunting some strays down and, you know, just gathering the strays up and roping them. But by October, we're pretty much shut down for the winter. Okay. Um, what's, uh, what's the style of cowboying up in that part of the world? Is it more of uh, like a buckaroo or is it more, uh, I wouldn't imagine you tie hard and fast, but is it more like a dally on rubber or are you, you more of a wade and, and uh dally on slick? Um, I'd say it's more like a hybrid type like that cowboy that ropes and dallies on rubber to a cowboy that ropes and dallies on mule hide it just kind of personal preference okay so because it being being pretty flat and imagine not a whole lot of lot of brush and stuff in there that you can you can get away with a long rope if you if you if that's your you know your deal yeah, like I use I use a fifty foot rope, and like our whole one side of our pasture is just wide open bogs, mm. uh, pretty swampy and stuff. So you can get away with it. And then on the other side, it's just bush and big sloughs that you got to ride around it. But I mean, I rope on mule hide. It's all that's what my dad roped on, so it's kind of all I know. So mm -hmm. I've been able to make it work for myself, but. There's been dang sure a few times when you got something roped and you're trying to stop them from a bush pile and you're like, damn, you know, I kind of wish I had something a little bit more stickier right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, and I, I haven't, I haven't cowboyed too much in that, that brush country down in Texas, just, just a little, very little bit, but I, I can, and I didn't have to rope anything uh, at the time, but I could see like, yeah, I, I see why these fellas tie hard, you know, cause you got, you got one swing and, uh, and catch them before they hit that mesquite. And, uh, and then you're going crashing through that brush and it's good to be tied, tied hard then because you, you then you got two hands to, to try to guide you through that fucking brush and shit. So, I mean, it, it just, it's all about the territory. Oh, exactly. Like the, your geological like what your country is kind of makes you what you are and how mm. how you cowboy yeah but i i i would guess even up in uh in canada like you you know those types so like you you may be a completely different style than they are but like if if something breaks off you can just kind of look over them and give them a nod and you're like all right let's go let's go do this shit and, and oh yeah and uh yeah, and then you're just like, but you know, like you'll overlook a couple other guys, like, eh, yeah, let's let's go, let's blow do this, let's let's go do this shit. Like, uh, we we got completely different styles, but we're gonna get this shit done. Oh yeah, like the guy I ride with, you know, he he's just more your traditional, you know, <sighs> cowboy. Ropes on rubber, uses a small horn, 
or you're not a small horn, a, a short rope and everything. And, you know, it doesn't matter what's putting in front of us so far. You know, we've we've got it done. You know, sometimes yeah. it might not look pretty, but the job's done at the end of the day. And, you know, no horses were hurt and no cowboys were hurt. So that's a win. Hell yeah, dude. I uh, I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, it's I, I just I, I love being a horseback and and. Like there, there's always that something like, is that, is that gal going to turn back? Is she going to do what she wants us to do? And there's like that. It's same way. Like when you, when you swing a leg over a colt, like, like right as your leg is kind of parallel to the ground and right before it, it sets down into that, to that other stirrup, you're just like, ah, right, what's, what's happening now? And everything kind of slows down to a crawl and it's like, Oh, and then, and then shit happens, you know, and it's the same thing with like, you get, you got kind of get stood up, try to, you know, if that, that cow tries to turn back and like you get in front of her and then it's just like, boom, what happens now? Is she turning back or is, are we going to have a fight on the same thing with a cult? And, uh, it doesn't matter what you got strapped onto your saddle at that point. Like everybody has that moment. And it's like, what, what happens now? And what, what, what you do with that, that's, that's how good of a hand you are. Like what, what, what you can do at that moment. And, and if you can still get a job done, then like that, that's what makes you a hand. Oh, exactly. And, you know, just to adapt and to overcome, you know, cause you can have the best laid plan made like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to tackle it like this. This is what mm -hmm. you're going to do, what I'm going to do. And it's all going to work. And you get, five minutes into the plan and the plan just blows up and you're like, well, now we just figure it out. Right. And, and I've, I've had, uh, situations up in Montana, like you were talking about in those bogs, same, same exact fucking deal. Like we, we were gathering a Brandon pasture and it, it went like clockwork. Just everything was working like it was supposed to. And the lead guy that was like, you know, riding point, uh, getting him into those corrals like right as he was getting ready to turn that that head cow into the gate hit a bog horse went down he went tumbling and the whole fucking herd just you know he he couldn't check that one that one lead cow and then the whole herd turned right right where where he where sh you know that that cow should have turned right into the gate but instead that horse goes down and the whole yeah and we spend another two hours gathering them back and getting them back into the pen and uh and so instead of being done at the heat of the day like we were halfway through at the heat of the day yeah well and you know there's just it's what you do after that to you know regain control and get yep do whatever you got to do to get the job done yeah that's exactly right and and yeah when when you you end up on your head nobody gives a fuck whether you're riding swells or a weight or if you're you're dallying on rubber or, or slick horn or you got a short rope or a long rope just like all right well, you're a foot now what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and, and it's just i don't know that that's that's when that's when you can tell if, if somebody's uh been around cattle you know like it doesn't matter if they're at that point it doesn't matter if they've been on a small outfit little or uh, big outfit whatever like if, if they know how to how to get in front of cattle and turn them you know, like and do it a foot uh you know just just like that if, they, if they're they're still somehow in the in the right spot like fucking keep that guy around because he's pretty handy yeah oh a hundred percent 
a hundred percent. And you know, it's just getting it done. Like it doesn't matter if it doesn't look good, they still wound yeah. up in the crowd and got it done. Yeah. And then when, once you get it done, like remember those guys that were in the spot they were supposed to be. Cause yeah. like, like, cause uh, when, when shit, when shit goes to hell, like you, you don't, like you, you can bark some answers, but, or some, some directions, but you're usually loping in the opposite direction. So nobody's going to hear them anyways. Just pay attention to those, those, uh, those guys and gals that are in the right position when you, when you get circled back around. And, uh, and that those, those, those are who you want to be around. Oh, a hundred percent. you know, like, yeah, go you ahead. Know, out, out here we're, we're out on such a big pasture. Like we spend probably 90% of our time riding by ourselves. Mm. So you got to be able to think on your own and be able to come across the situation. Or, okay. How am I going to do this and not get killed? Yeah. Well, and then also like when when shit goes haywire say you got something roped and uh oh they they struggle a little bit more than you thought they would you still got to know how to handle that because you're you're on your own and uh you don't want to lose your rope because yeah like you our have... rule out oh, our rule out here like if buddy calf or a yearling to rope like you you can rope that by yourself but a cow or anything mm-hmm. bigger than a cow like you you don't even try that by yourself yeah, that that's a pretty good rule of thumb, really. Like there there's plenty of guys that that can that can handle a cow by themselves. Everybody, I mean, any guy worth their salt can do it, but you can ask anybody that that's a really good hand and be like, "You want to do that on your own?" They're like, "Yeah." Be nice if somebody is picking up heels, you know. Oh, exactly. Like uh just a couple weeks ago, oh, and it even happened uh yesterday. Like a couple weeks ago, uh, my girlfriend from Washington was up riding with us and she just thought we were fucking nuts. Like she didn't know what was going on because we rode up on a foot rot bull and I stepped off my horse and handed my horse to the guy that was riding with me and took my rope off off my saddle. And she looks at me and she goes, what do you do? What are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to rope that bull. And she kind of looked at me and said, on foot. And I said, wow, he's just next to a bush pile. So I'll rope a back foot and tie my rope off to a tree. There you go. You know, we got him treated. He didn't fight a horse. Nobody, we didn't get into a big fight with him or anything like that. So, I mean, just whatever is easiest and use your environment to your advantage. Yeah, I agree. I've, uh, I've had plenty of like abscesses on the shoulder, which, you know, you know, trying to put them through a chute is almost impossible. Well, I mean, there's no, there's no problem to get them in the chute, but try to lance that thing when, when it's on their shoulder and they're like pushing up against that head gate. Like, it's really damn hard to get to, to cut that thing accurately. So you're better off just stretching them out. But a lot of times you need two people to stretch that out. But if you, you get one, uh, you get one rope, drag them out in the alley time off to a post and go pick up some heels and time off to another post. And there you go. He's, he's stretched out and, uh, and you don't need another horse or another person out there to do it. I mean, it, it's not ideal. Don't get me wrong. You, you'd, you'd way rather have, like I said, you ask any good hand if they want to go rope something by themselves or if they'd, they'd have, uh, somebody with them. They'd be like, ah, it's sure nice to have somebody pick up heels. Oh, it is. So, and we're, but we're you, really you, not you, riding the brokest of horse neither when we're trying to do something like this. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. We don't have uh, 
you know, Trevor Brazil's horse, uh, t- turning cattle for us. You know, it's just like that when, when that rope comes tight, shit might really get Western in a hurry. Yeah. And, and the good thing is you rope something big enough that they, they bust in two. You just kind of let that cow do what she's going to do. And she's going to bog a horse down enough to where he ain't going to buck too awful hard, but still it's not fun. I no. mean, I mean, it is to a point, but yeah, but after a while, it, it damn sure gets old doing it that way. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot more fun telling the story later than than when it's actually happening. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um. So, ha- have you spent much time down here in in the states, or are you just kind of most of your time up in Canada? I've. I've been to the States a few times just to visit and on vacation, but I've never cowboyed down there. Okay. Where'd you go visit at? Uh, I've been to Oklahoma, um, Washington, and I've been to Nevada a few times and, you know, Montana and just kind of just touristy places, really. Oh, okay. Right on. Um, What's up? What's the state of the Canadian uh like beef beef uh market industry up there? It's like is it pretty tough right now? Yeah, it's it's not good right now at all. Um who's your who's your big packers up there? I, I would imagine it's JBS and somebody Tyson Tyson big up there? Um they got a small plant, I believe, up here, but our big packer is Cargill. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cargill's a motherfucker. They're they're yeah. privately they're privately owned too, so they don't they don't have to disclose near as much as uh, JBS or Tyson because they're they're not a publicly traded company. Yeah, yeah, motherfuckers, motherfuckers. Yeah, so I mean, and we've had, you know, we we've had about four in Manitoba here. I'm not too sure about how the other provinces were doing but i think it's right across the board you know we've had about three four real bad years like here in manitoba we're just finally starting to turn around and you know kind of feeling okay about going into winter and not in a panic yeah yeah you're saying you had pretty great pretty good grass this year but like that kind of came on late though didn't it oh it come on real late it come on strong when it did but like where I'm at, you know, we were underwater for pretty much the whole summer until about three weeks ago, you know, and there's still a lot of water around here. Like I've never seen water like this before. Shit. Huh? Like the horse pasture where we keep our horses like this spring, bringing the horses in, you know, the water was about three inches from coming over the rack of the bike. No shit. And, you know, I never thought grass could grow through water, but this spring, you know, the grass was growing through the water pretty good when it finally got warm. And, huh. uh, you know, the only dry place the horses had to go and stand was on the dugout banks. That's the only way they could get out of the water. No shit. Huh. Crazy. Hey, but And that all came on, like, late summer. That come on um, in the spring. Okay. We had a really hard winter, lots of snow. And then once spring hit, well, we didn't have spring. It, uh, I don't know if spring forgot the memo or just decided not to show up. But That's kind of how we were, pretty, too. 
It went from miserable all May, all April, May to just hot. Huh. And so like all that all that snow runoff just kind of collects in Manitoba then. In our area it does, yeah. And like we had an above average snowfall last winter. Huh. Crazy. Crazy. It's uh it just it's it's kind of funny to to compare how how all that works. It's like Oh, fuck, man. It's been outside of like uh, Montana and the Dakotas. Like it, man, it's been droughty as shit for like the last five years in in the U.S. And uh, you'll you'll have like a big snowpack in California every now and then. That'll make a like a decent, decent uh, summer, spring and summer in Nevada. But they'll get like no snowpack in Colorado. But then, like the years, they'll get huge snowpack in Colorado. They won't get anything on the coast. It's I don't know. It's strange. I, I've yet to figure out this this weather pattern. But yeah, it's it's something. Like where my dad is at in Alberta. Like I, I don't even think they got a foot of snow all winter. Like it looked like the prairie. It looked like fall there pretty much all winter. Yeah crazy um and here, and here we're we're then we're starting to worry about out here like where are we gonna put this snow like we're running out of places to put it and it's still coming down that's that's wild yeah and like i know there's uh well like uh kate bowen uh gal that i talked uh you know she she kind of every now and then she'll she'll produce a show for me but she's out in tennessee and she said it rains all the fucking time like they they can't get away from the mud, and like I begrudgingly told my guys to to water the roads down today because I I don't want to I don't want to waste any water, but the dust is getting out of control. So like, go run the water truck around for a little bit, and uh, but also he's like, man, I hate to waste that water. Yeah, and like we can get rid of it here. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Um so have have you thought about um like who who's some of the people you wanna like I'd say like bucket list. If you could get somebody on your show, who, who do you want? You know, I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into like big names. Right now I just kinda want to get like you know the neighbor down the road or you know the guy that's just living it every day let alone somebody big you know just hear the voice of the actual working guys i i hear you there too like i i've said since the day i started this thing is like the best best stories i've ever heard are you know at, around the campfire around the brandon pot or you know like uh, gathered around a trailer at a at a rodeo or something, you know, just like, and usually they're they're from an old guy that that can't do shit anymore, but he's talking about what they used to do back in his day, and I I'm I'm very very fortunate that I get to talk to Boots O'Neill every Sunday, and just like you, you listen to a guy like that, and just like man, I I could listen to that guy for years on end, literal years on end, and never get tired. And I just like I, I want to have have guys like that have have a place to just talk. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I want to get there as well. But I think right now I'm just gonna 
stick with the working guys, you know, that nobody's heard of and just get their voice out and let them know like, hey, somebody wants to hear your stories or hear what you have to say. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, man. Um, I just and 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 there's and it's the reason like why I had you on tonight. Like, I, I don't see you as, as competition like I like you you're gonna know know folks that i don't know and i like i might hear somebody on your show that like hey he needs to be on burning daylight you might hear somebody on burning daylight it's like hey he might need to talk to a canadian you know and uh and i just like the more the more of guys guys like us and people that we know that uh that are that are able to tell their stories like that that's that that's the that's the best you can ask for. So, um, not sh- I think he he's he's oh 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 he's back. <laughs> Shit, the cell service where I'm at is like sometimes non-existent. See that that's another issue with uh, interviewing cowboys. You got to deal with that shit all the time. And I'm I like I said not to to suck my own dick to be to uh, you know toot my own horn but i i know who i'm dealing with so i i'm used to i'm used to ad-libbing on the fly if they if they cut out so uh yeah get used to that when you're when you're when you're wanting to interview guys like us because they're they're typically uh not in a in a spot where shit like this works oh well i'm sitting exactly i'm sitting in my truck on the side of the road right now where i have the best cell service (laughs) yep Hey, it, it, you know, it it is what it is. And, uh, uh, like, but that's what, that's what makes stuff, uh, you know, like those big events, like, uh, you know, in any of these ranch rodeos, uh, you know, I I don't, I don't say PRCA rodeos too much anymore because like, there's not a whole lot of like real good cowboys going to those. You'll see a few here and there, but like, you, you know, those events and, and like, I, 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 I'm going to, I'm trying to make a, a point to like if there's those like sure enough cowboy events you know like burning daylight needs to be there too so we can we can we can talk to a few cow hands and i feel like i feel like you think the same way on the you know can't see him from the road oh yeah and like the thing is too you know like there's so many good gear makers and so many good guys that are building stuff that just yes sir are just doing it, you know, just to make, you know, make some beer money and Hey, yep. come on the show. Tell us about yourself, you know, and kind of get his name out there is, you know, he's building some cool shit. Oh yeah, dude. I I've had uh, a lot of cool shit made for me. I'm uh, like, I, I gave away, uh, well, I'm, I'm giving away a, a, a wallet and a, and a head stall just because, people made it for me and and but they also you know said hey make sure it goes to a good cause and you know i I got a buddy in in montana that got wiped out by the flood so they're they're doing a benefit and and i hope you know that like that that wall is probably worth 100 bucks 100 and 120 bucks i hope they get 600 board you know like i I hope they they raise a shitload of money and uh as, as no skin off my back but i like yeah, Brittany Hesseltine. Somebody's gonna get a really cool uh, leather wallet from her. Uh, Nolan Booth's gonna get a. Somebody's gonna get a really cool headstall from him. 
And and I hope whoever gets it overpaid for it. You know, I I really do. But uh, one a friend of the show is gonna is gonna maybe make it because of that. And that that's that's a cool thing. Yeah, I I totally agree. So yeah, I, I and there's that's that's one thing about our 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 community, and I, I know it's the same way up in Canada as is it is is here. Um, like you you take care of each other. Um, like you. Even if it's uh, it's not your your job, you see something, see something where a guy could need some help. You he's like, hey, ah, I don't want to do it. It's uh, it's not my problem, but fuck. That also could be him on the other side saying it's not my fucking problem and just leaving it alone. And you got a wreck on your hands, so you just you take care of it because you know, and uh, and that that's that's the type of uh, community that the cowboy world has. Oh, exactly. And one day that might be you in that situation and, yep. you know, you hope somebody would do the same for you. Yep, exactly right. You know, it's, uh, it all goes back to Robert Frost. Good fences make good neighbors. And, uh, yeah, if you're, you're, your neighbor's got a hole in his fence, uh, fix it, and then you can give him shit about it. But don't give him shit about it without fixing it. Oh, exactly. Yep. And, uh, I don't know, that's just... Like that that's kind of the the world we live in and that I'd like to see that that keep going and and if if we don't do our part to keep it going it, it ain't gonna like it's not gonna carry forward so like I, that's why that's why I say like I I want your show to 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 reach as many people as as you can because like we're we, we all have that same mindset just like we we got to we got to be good at what we do, but we also like, hey, the neighbor might need some help here and there. Oh, exactly. And, you know, just to get that knowledge out, like you might hear something. You know, I've heard a few things on on your podcast where you've been talking to guys and you, you sit in there and you're like, huh, you know, next time I do something like that, I'm going to try that. Yeah, it's it's crazy because you're like, I, I don't know. It may not work. It sometimes it just don't work but like it might you, you hear that and you're like hmm. yeah exactly. i don't know it might it might work well give it a shot and if it works awesome and you know it might not work it might not work that day but you know however far down the road you might all you might be out of options and not know what to do and it'll pop in your head and you know what fuck it i'm gonna give it a go and see yeah what and that, and then, you know what? If it doesn't work, you could you could go and and message the original person, and be like, "Hey, that didn't work up here. It was a good idea, but it didn't work up here." You know, and I bet you they would be really glad to know that because they're, you know, like if you're if you're promoting something and all of a sudden you find out it don't work, you're like, better go work on that. <laughs> Make sure that yeah. works. Otherwise, what I'm selling ain't worth a fuck. You know? Oh, exactly. So. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I, I think we got a, well, like we got a good opportunity to uh, uh, that that the the coolest thing about the cowboy world is just figuring out how other people do shit and and how it stacks up uh, compared to how you do stuff. And like sometimes that's better, sometimes it ain't. And uh, but you don't know until you talk to somebody. And uh, and like you said, you like you you hear something, you're like, huh. I'll give that a shot. Why not? Why not? Yeah, or and, you can take that idea and put your own twist on it and make it work for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You can all you can say like, 
all right, that'll work up until here, and then that's not going to work. So what do we do after that? And, and then, so then, yeah, you like you said, you put your own, like you said, you put you put your own twist on it, and I don't know, like there, there there's nothing wrong with swapping ideas, and uh, and also like eventually we might get out to the regular public. Uh, like the shit that we do is pretty damn cool, honestly. <laughs> like uh. It, it it's pretty damn cool. Oh, it is. And there's in this day and age, there's not a whole lot of people that actually know what we do. I know, and uh, and that that's that's the crazy thing is everybody that does cowboy for a living, like they're like, oh yeah, it's pretty fucking cool when you when you can rope. I always put it like you're you're riding an animal that's somewhere between eight eight hundred and fifteen hundred pounds that. At the at the heart of what they are, they don't want you on their back. No, but you're gonna ride them to go move around a bunch of other, say, eight hundred to fifteen hundred pound animals that don't want to go where you want them to go. But you've got to take an animal that doesn't want you on their back and make those animals that don't want to go where you want them to go, go where you want them to go. Oh, exactly, and throw it throw a runaway dog in there too you know yeah 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 can't do that without a runaway dog right i mean because like why make it any easier than you have to like right and uh yeah and and so when somebody asks you what you do for a day like that's what we do and uh and then they'd be like why and you're like I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> like what, what other reason do you have? Just like, it's not a good reason, but fuck, I kind of like it. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's all I got. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know why I do it, but I, I kind of like it. Oh, exactly. And there's a lot of days too. And you know, when you really think life choices through, you're like, huh, you know, I may have fucked up. Yeah. But then you're also like, that's not going to make me any warmer by admitting that I fucked up, so we better go just get this job done, because that's going to get me to the heater faster. Yeah, and you you have them moments, you know, generally in the winter, when one of your asshole friends from the States where it's warm calls you and goes, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, I got some cows that I'm trying to get out of the bush pile and get to better ground to before a storm hits. And he goes, yeah, it's kind of cold here, too. I put on a sweater this morning when I walked out of the house. <laughs> fuck, man. And and you're like, man, I could barely even step on a horse because I had so many layers on. Yeah, it's minus 45 with a fucking wind. <laughs> I'm out here, like, great life choices I made. Oh, and you're just like, I, I could have been born in Ethiopia, but instead, no. God save the queen. I'm in fucking Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh so what's what's the mood up in Canada now that the the Queen of England has died? I know you guys are kind of somewhat tied to the to British or you, well, you guys give you give a I shit at all? Speak for most people like we just heard about that today in the crew truck on the radio and the mood in the crew truck was well she didn't make a hundred, so I guess that's fuck, her. Fuck her, fuck. huh? <laughs> <laughs> fucking pussy couldn't make it well and the big thing is like there's some people that are I've you know seen on social media that are damn sure butthurt about it 
but all she did is just hold her hand out and we threw fucking money at her. So, <laughs> yeah. Know. I I've been, I've not been real easy on uh on old Queen Elizabeth. I like I well the way I view it is we're fucking Americans down here. Like we we already fought to get the rid of that that son of a bitch and then we got this 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 old lady that's been around forever that some people like for whatever but like does she speak for us? No. Yeah. So so I don't I don't give a fuck when she dies. Yeah, well, that's what was our mood today. <laughs> Give a fuck like now who's our our next question is now who's gonna be holding their fucking hand out for more money? No, I know shit. How how do you get rid of Trudeau now? That's that's uh that's a Western Canada's uh question. Oh that's fucking Mr. Fucking Fancy Socks there. <laughs> fancy socks. <laughs> oh that that might be the best nickname I've ever heard. You know, oh, he's he's the worst thing that's, you know, him and his old man were the worst thing that ever fucking happened in Canada. And, you know, we're stuck with the fucker till like 2025 or something like that. Or till whenever he calls an election. Ah, fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. You know, what's really amazing to me is if you look at all these people that everybody fights about. So like, you got Trudeau up in Canada, you got Biden and Trump here in the U.S., and they're all a bunch of fucking clowns. And we all just like, we're going to fight over them. And they're all fucking clowns. Oh, they are. Yeah. Pisses me off. Anyways. Fuck all that. Fuck politics. Let's let's talk cowboy shit. Well, uh, let's see. We we've been going. I usually go about an hour. Um, so, a- anything you want to get off your chest before we we head into the Patreon section? I don't. I don't think so. You know, just just getting our voices out there as cowboys and what we do. All right. And well, where 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 do they go find you at? Uh, you can find us on on Facebook and on Spotify, and we're going to branch out, you know, as soon as we can. But right now, that's the main two places is Facebook and Spotify. Perfect. It's Facebook and Spotify. You can't see them from the road. Um, I, I'm a, like I said, I, I'm, I'm a fan because... It's it's cowboy shit, and that's that's what I was looking for when I started this podcast. So uh, I appreciate the hell out of it, and and I'm I'm legit gonna go change my intro because I'm no longer the only only podcast for the working cowboys. So um, congratulations, thank you for for uh, you know for doing something, and and just the 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 best advice I can give you is just keep after it, just fucking keep recording. And uh, and eventually, you know, you'll find something. Oh, I sure appreciate it, man. No, I, I appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, if you're if you listen to the show uh, on my feed, patreon.com slash burning daylight or Spotify on the paid section, that's the best way to support the show. Um, other than that, go check out. You can't see them from the road. It's on Spotify. Find them on spa- on Facebook and um, Tuffy. Sign us out if you don't mind. What's that, Matt? 
Uh, sign us off however you want to. Oh, well, thank you for having me on, and uh, we'll see you on down the road. Perfect. Move your ass. We are burning daylight, and I'll have the video up now. It's good for a while, and then it just I, it disappears. I don't know where it goes. Yeah. Uh, shit happens, man. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, well, I sure appreciate you having me on and everything. I, I really enjoyed that. Well, good. Good, man. I uh, So I, I usually do, um, you know, anywhere from 20 to however long it fucking takes. Um, just a little after show. Just uh, like I, I figured we had we had a few things to talk about. Uh, yet, I mean, it, it was a, it was a really good show. I thank you for coming on. I, uh, uh, it, it was fun. I, I, I really enjoyed, I, uh, th- those are my favorite conversations. Just talking, talking cowboy shit, you know? Oh, I totally agree with you. Um, so anyway, um, I, I say, I've saved the Patreon stuff for, 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 uh, stuff that maybe people don't want to say in public or whatever. It just, it's a little bonus for people that 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 uh, support the show, but uh, what kind of what kind of horses did you grow up riding? I grew up riding the shit. Oh yeah, just the, the like the no good counterfeit tricks that nobody else wanted to ride. Perfect, perfect. It sounds like you know. It sounds like a Canadian cowboy story. Yeah, like we didn't. You know, we weren't, we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up, you know, like any extra money went back into the place just to try and keep going. Okay. Yeah. You know, it was just me and my dad and my dad rode a lot of coal and that's pretty much how he put food on the table was just riding outside horses for people and the cows were just to keep the bank from taking the place. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So having good horses, I mean, we had one or two good old broke horses around, but once I was old enough to ride a colt, I mean, my dad was putting me on stuff. And, I mean, he never put me on anything that was going to just flat out fucking kill me. But uh, he always made sure I got on something that was always, you know, going to push me to be better and ride better. Yeah. Well, because you had to make money on them other horses. Oh, exactly. Or, you know, he had a, you know, he had 10 colts in at a time and he just couldn't get them road. So, you know, he would get the the real nasty shit out of the way and then go here. You take them over, you ride them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I know the, the feeling of that. Like at the time though, you just think your, your old man's the biggest asshole in the world. And he's like, fuck, fuck all of these shitty horses that I got to ride. And, uh, and you know, you grow up a little bit and you're like, ah, oh, pretty smart, really, honestly. <laughs> like that guy was working his ass off. Yep. Drop service. Um, we'll uh see if he calls back here in a minute. And if not, um there we go. All right, we're back. 
So yeah, no, you you know you they damn sure made you a better rider and prepared you for for when you got older to ride these horses on your own. Yeah, I I agree. At at the time, you're just like, man, I I this is fucking stupid. You know, you're you're just like, I hate this guy, but. And then yeah, then then when you grow up a little bit and you you figure out what was going on, you're just like, huh. yeah. I mean, like we we rode some shitty horses, but man, he rode worse. Oh, a hundred percent. And like you know, you could talk about all the bad horses that I've rode, you know, but my old man stepped on like way worse than I've stepped on. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's one thing that I've uh, I've come to appreciate uh, talking with Boots is just like. You you can talk about whatever nasty horse you have, um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we we had front foot a five year old, and uh, put a you know, put a, a blindfold on him, saddle him, and then yeah, there you go, take the blindfold off, and uh, yeah, when you got him rode six or eight times, he'd go out to the to the outside cowboys. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And you know, in today's day and age, like that's not a horse isn't around anymore. Hmm. That's uh that's one thing um I've also learned talking to Boots. He he said that the biggest thing that's changed is the is the cell phone. But he he he's mentioned it a lot, but he doesn't like focus on it, but he he talks a lot about just how much better the horses are. Uh, nowadays just like you don't have to go front foot something and blindfold them like now you, you can just work them in the round pin for about a week and then they'll be all right oh exactly and like them ones you do get in for training or to put some miles on for some beer money and stuff and you do get one that's kind of counterfeit it's not because he started it started that way it's because some dumb shit made them to be that way yeah exactly right it's not it's not because they're just a straight up outlaw like like used to be the case yeah they were taught to do that like i had a horse this summer riding for a lady and uh she brought it to me the first day and she said he was broke he just kind of has an attitude problem and uh you know when he doesn't get his way you know he he he's starting to bucket. Well, you know, middle aged women like their idea is start something starting to buck mm-hmm. is like something stepping out from underneath them. And I thought, well, fuck, he can't be that bad. So I got on him and I was riding him around the back end. He's a pretty nice horse, and he started pinning his ears. And I just took tail into my reins and slapped him in the ass over and under him a few good times. And he pinned his ears back and kind of just gave a little cow kick out to the side. And she's like, oh, that's when you get off and lunge him and teach him that's bad. Well, that's oh, why he fuck. does it. Yeah. That's that's why this fucker does that. Just stay on him, you know? Yeah. Right, rather stay on him, get after him a little bit. And spank and him one more time minutes, after he's done. And then... Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's amazing how... But also, like, in today's horse market, that's what you got to deal with. Like... Used to, it was like somebody's like, "Hey, I got a a colt for you to ride." Like they they actually need you to ride that some bitch. Uh, and now it's just like <sighs> you get paid for for sixty days worth, and 
you'll work your fucking ass off for nothing and they'll still like critique what you're doing and you're just like it's six weeks after this this horse goes back to you uh, he's gonna plant you on your fucking head because you're you're an idiot Oh, exactly. And it's always, it's always the trainer's fault or it's always the guy that's uh, dragged him. It's always his fault. Yeah. It's never, what did you do to push him to that point or what didn't you do? Right. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I, I, yeah. And, and the biggest problem with it is, you know, these cell phones and, you know, social media, they're an awesome place if used, right? But most of the time, it's just a bunch of fucking retards. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. Well, no, you fucking can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, you fucking can't. That like that's huh. You know, we should go halves on that t shirt and just be like uh it'll be it'd be your your logo on the back and, and burning daylight on the uh on the front. Just be like no you fucking can't. I think that's a hell of an idea. Yeah. I I, I think I think that's a great T-shirt. Like, and anybody that's ever rode Colts, just you know, like they'll, they'll get it. No, you fucking can't. Yeah, I think that's an awesome idea. And that's you know that's that's the problem with this world is everybody gets on Facebook or whatever, and all of a sudden they're a fucking horse trainer. Right. Yeah, and you know what? It, it even it'll scale to all the politics shit too. Just like. Oh, I, I'm I'm a dude now, and I can have a baby. No, you fucking can't. No, you don't have the equipment. Sorry, I, I hate that you feel that way, but you don't have the equipment. Sorry. Just same way with all these fucking uh, rescue horses. You don't have the ability to make that an actual good horse. You just don't have it. Sorry. Well, exactly. And these fucking rescues, like we got a lot of, like we have no meat buyers in Manitoba anymore. They've all shut down and we got to get guys from the States or out of province to come and buy meat horses. Uh, like right now, we, we can't even out here, kill You're better here. off just to go and fucking shoot them. Yeah. Well, see, and you can't even do that here in the, in the States uh, without like <laughs> getting the whole fucking, uh, you know, not not just like the local sheriff on involved, but like you have the 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 whole federal government uh, come down on if you shoot a fucking Mustang. Yeah, and I mean for what? Like you know, they're at the meat mart for a fucking reason, right? Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. Either way, that, I, mean, I, I think I think we can make that shirt and we just donate to like meat uh, to horse meat slaughterhouses. Like that's it. All of our proceeds just go to that, and the T-shirt just says, "No, you fucking can't." Hell yeah! Yeah, I I think so. I I bet we can make we can get somebody to make that for us, and uh, yeah, I, I think we'll I think we'll we'll try that. Hell yeah! Yeah, fucking stupid people, dude. It 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 absolutely amazes me. Like, uh, and they they're not getting they're like their common sense doesn't exist anymore. Like, common sense is fucking gone. No, no it, it's the the thing is, is like nobody like like if you live out in a even a halfway rural area, you're just like. 
these people in in the cities are fucking idiots, and they are. And it's not even their fault, but they're 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 just so, so stupid. But like that's where everybody lives, and that's how they they all vote. It's just like a bunch of stupid people. Oh. Like they come out of the woodworks in the winter time out here. Like last winter, I can't believe it. You know, we're kind of a different breed up here, yeah. and we're definitely not the smartest. <laughs> you know, you'll be sitting at a buddy's house one night, it'll be blizzard, and you'll be like, fuck, we're out of beer. What are we going to do? You know, town's an hour and a half away. You look out the window. Well, I think the road's still open, and I can see like ten feet out of the house. I think we can fucking make it. <laughs> Might as well give it a shot. Yeah, but when we go out to drive down the road, you know, we're ready for if we get stuck. We got our winter boots and our coveralls and everything in the truck, and you pull up to somebody on the highway. Their car's in the ditch, and they're sitting in there, and they got nothing for the winter. They're in a set of fucking running shoes or high heels in a skirt. Yeah, or and you're like, or yoga pants, you know, like these yoga yeah. pants will keep me warm. Yeah, like if you had to walk for your life, oh well, you know, I I, I have I have some myths in it too. You're gonna fucking die. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no if ands or about it. You're gonna fucking die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that that's that's a hard winter up there. That's a really hard winter. Oh, like last winter where I was at, we were feeding 3,000 head of cows and about 3,000 head in the feedlot. And when we were calving, there were nights when you left the work diesel running all night plugged in and every two hours or hour and a half, whatever it was, you'd have to take it on a six-mile lap around the block (laughs) just to keep it warmed up from fucking quitting. Yeah, yeah, keep it from gelling up. Yeah, and that's when you you start thinking life choices. You're like, huh, yeah, this is fun. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, well, and then you're like, hey, how cool would an electric vehicle be here? And then you look at your phone, and it went from 100% to dead, not even registering on... uh, um, because it's just so fucking cold out there, and it's like, oh, I I bet that that Tesla with all that battery power will get me a long fucking ways when it's minus thirty Fahrenheit. Oh, exactly. Yeah, like out here in the wintertime, I don't even let my truck go past half a K. Yeah, people think I'm fucking nuts, and they're like, well, why do you always keep a full truck? I'm like, well. If I hit the ditch or the road gets snowed in and I can't get through and I got to sit on the road till a fall comes, at least I got 10 hours of idling fuel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game out when you have to deal with nature, you know, like that. That's oh, a, it is. That's the thing with all those cities. Like they deal with nature every now and then, but they don't have to grow shit because shit comes into the city. Uh, you know, that people, people elsewhere grow. Uh, once that shit starts happening like that, those cities are in a bad place. Oh, oh, exactly. And that's like another reason I'm getting on that topic of why I wanted to start this podcast. Cause 
you know, everybody sees a cowboy and they're like, oh, he's a cowboy, you know. They don't understand the hardships and just, you know, oh, well, you could better yourself for, you know, they don't understand what we do. And they don't understand the physical and mental drain it has on a guy. Oh, fuck, dude. At times. It's, it's insane. And like, it's, it's amazing how like you, you see a lot of these fitness guys uh, all of a sudden put on a cowboy hat and they're like, yeah, you got to do this every day. And you're like, have you shipped eight loads of cattle and then gone and then, you know, hauled ass to try to get around through your cattle in time, you know, so, so that they weren't just laying around. And and so like actually get a good look at them and then went home and still had time to do a three hour workout. Yeah. Fuck all the way off with that bullshit. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, I get the, like, you know, being, being physically fit and whatnot, but like, Oh, as soon as somebody comes up with like a, a workout routine that works for Cowboys, like I'm in, I'll, I'll buy all of it, but I haven't, I haven't found one yet. Yeah, no, I think that's just us where I think we already have it. It just hasn't, nobody can make money on it. Cause it's just called work. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know. Uh, can you still do something while there's sun up? And if, if not, you're not working hard enough. Well, that's just it. And how many times do we work past dark? That fence has got to get fixed. Like your cows are going to hit the highway or, you know, you're going to have a bunch of herds mixed together and it's their time. And you still got a bunch of fence to get fixed. Well, you can't come do it in the morning. You got to stay out there until it's done. Yeah. Fucking, fucking get it done. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, I think that's that's missing in in society is where it's like this is what it is, fucking fix it, like and that 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 that's that's your only option is just fucking fix it. Yeah, it's not deal with it tomorrow. Like, no, that has to be addressed now. Yeah, that that's the thing is just like and and like there's no option of not fixing it. You you just fix it. Go fix it. Oh, exactly. And like the other big thing too is like, you know, I've had even some of my friends from town, you know, oh, well, you get to ride horses and work with your dogs every day and work with cows. You know, how stressful is it? You're not in an office where it's, it's a mind game where it plays with your mind. Fuck off. You try and keep that calf. You know, you keep him alive for four days and finally see him turn around to go out and check on him three hours later to find him dead and tell me that don't fuck with or, you. Or or in the meantime, like you go out and try to find him, but all of a sudden he took off and you can't find the motherfucker. And the one time your boss calls during the month is while you're trying to find that stupid son of a bitch. And you're like out of breath and whatever. And you're just like, fuck, I'll just let me fucking work. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot different than what what the Hollywood uh, portrayal is. Oh, and you know, like Hollywood doesn't do us any favors, like fucking Yellowstone and all that. People see in town now with the cowboy hat on, with your hat on, and you know, getting 
fuel in your work truck and you got trailer hooked on, you got your horse in there and you got your shaft and boots on and everything. And they're like, oh, you've seen Yellowstone. And you're like, fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, I, I don't live up far enough uh, up north for that, but I, uh, yeah, I could see how they get real old real quick. Yeah, it, it gets, and of course, like, it's not too bad out here in the wintertime, but the town I'm close to, it's a big tourist town. There's always lots of fucking yahoos running through it, and you see all kinds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, hey, somebody's got to raise cattle, so yeah, you got to put up with some oh, bullshit. Oh, exactly. Gotta exactly. Up. And I'm pretty sure the people that are in town at the gas station, they're just as you know, they don't want us in town as much as we want to be in town. Right. Right. Cause I mean, for all the, all the stereotypes that Hollywood has, they kind of nailed it. When, when cowboys go to town in a big group, uh, shit usually gets fucked up. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not wrong on that part. No. Or you get like that guy like myself that takes crew truck in to get fuel. Like, I get myself into trouble in town, like, quite a bit, and I just, like, piss everybody off Yeah. because I don't have a filter, and I don't engage my brain before I engage both. <laughs> so I'll say whatever I, I think, and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, you'll have that on the MIG jobs. You'll have that. Yeah, like, I was in town, fuck, this spring, I think it was. Yeah, this spring early summer and I went into town for a case of beer get fuel get some salt and mineral a row of Copenhagen and I was at the gas station and I actually made a TikTok about it just I was fairly drunk but um I was standing and this guy was standing in front of me and I mean he had more piercings and more hardware on his face than the front end of my fucking truck <laughs> so I looked at him I'm like do you have to like just chug water or can you swish it around in your mouth because if you swish it around like is it a fountain <laughs> or and he did not think that was funny no no not one bit oh, and once I said bitch. that you know I kind of squared him up and looked at him I'm like oh he's a lot bigger than I thought he was maybe I shouldn't have said that <laughs> but you can't help it you just gotta say it no oh you do yeah, uh, but that's where cow hands get into trouble, and eh, I don't know if that'll ever change. Yeah, that is never going to change, and it just gets worse when we get into group. Yeah, that's true. Three cow cowboys together without a, a supervisory person is, is bad news. Like, for everybody out there, just keep, oh. that, keep that in mind. Cowboys oh, in, no. in groups of three or more are bad news. Oh, n- nothing good's going to come out of it. And my girlfriend, she's just finally starting to realize that, like, when three of us get together to go out, she's like, fuck you guys, I'm coming with you because you need adult supervision. You're like, fuck, not, it's going to be a quiet night. Yeah, that's how it always starts. Always. Yeah, oh, we're just going to go look at some horses or we're going to go meet somebody about a horse three in the morning later, the cops are in front of the bar. You want to <laughs> come pick us up? 
Yep. Yeah. That's how it always happens. But, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Cowboy shit, man. Exactly. It wouldn't be fun if that's, you know, that's what makes this job fun is we're just kind of footloose. You know, we can work hard through the day, but fuck when we want to party, we can have a good fucking Uh, time. We're a bunch of man children and, uh, (laughs) and for, for whatever reason, just the, the, the having the title of cowboy allows you to be a man child. Uh, it's, it's the only outside of soldier, I think soldier and, and cowboy gives you free license to be a man child. And I don't think anything else does. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Tuffy, it's been fucking a, a good time, man. I appreciate the shit out of you. Um, like we said before, anybody who's still listening on Patreon, go check him out. Uh, you can't see them from the road. Uh, if you if you can, by the way, get your ass to Elko uh, last week of January, if that's if that's at all possible. I think I can make something work. All right, perfect. Well. I think what we're gonna do, I'm, I'm, I haven't, I haven't confirmed it yet, but I want to do a three-hour show. We'll do an hour of comedy and then do like a invite-only jam session, and uh, it's gonna be fun. So, hell yeah! And well, it'll give me an excuse to get out of the cold. Fuck yeah! I mean, Elko is pretty goddamn cold, but it ain't, it ain't Manitoba cold. So, <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. Well, Tuffy, hey, take care up there and uh, stay in touch and, and everybody go check out his podcast. Uh, let's, uh, let's get him. Let's get him working on uh, making some money right off the at the get go. Well, I sure appreciate it, Matt. And thank you for having me on. Hey, dude, I appreciate you coming on. So uh, anyways, uh once again, go check him out. Can't see him from the road. And uh, move your ass. We're burning daylight. Tuffy, hang on uh, past the end of this uh, video, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat for just a few seconds. Sounds good. Burning daylight Burning